Altitude's undefeated. Crap, maybe we'll punch it up, whatever it was in. Not a huge fan of it, I don't know where I was going. I don't think I was running in the stand <laughs> to talk to someone. I don't know what I was doing. I tell you what, Matt, we don't get much by you, that's for sure. Launching a new network as part of just one team when you were involved a little bit with LAFC is one thing. Doing that at scale is more complicated. Have you guys just been drinking from a fire hose the last two months? Uh, yeah, I mean, just constantly learning new things about, you know, the, the season. Obviously, just finding out about the playoff structures, bringing a new team into the league again this season, seeing all the excitement around a new uh, Adidas deal, the the what I think will be transformative uh, media deal with, with Apple TV to, you know, just again, the, the, the renewed and validated interest in, in the league and the sport and, and all of that as we head towards uh, 2026. It's just kind of so many validating factors have happened in the last months for, for major league soccer that, 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 that uh, gives us reason to be excited, not just about the league, but about the future of the sport here in North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Apple 360 studio or the the MLS 360 yeah. studio looks fantastic. Have you seen behind the scenes what the rest of the infrastructure is going to look like and how cool it is? I haven't. I've had conversations and calls about about uh, that that infrastructure that that you mentioned. I I've only seen 360 in photos and and some some short videos like like anybody else. I haven't had a chance to tour it or experience it myself but again the commitment to building something at the speed and at the scale of which major league soccer and apple tv are doing that is is phenomenal and again just rethinking the way in which they're going to create content and drive um viewership drive drive interests uh, drive affinity for for uh the teams for the league for for the growth of the sport is is just amazing and so each day I'm sure it's the same for you. You wake up and there's a new uh, press release or there's a new announcement of some kind. And it's just been a, a crazy positive momentum um, that now all we need to do is just get this get this season started. I've been pleasantly impressed with some of the hires that Apple's made in terms of talent, particularly some of the former co <clears throat> excuse me, some of the former players, including yourself, but it's a lot of guys that were great players in this league, recent retirees that maybe haven't had as much media experience. You've done some stuff with LAFC. You obviously were working with Copa ninety, you know, Bradley Wright Phillips, Diego Valeri, are you almost, you know, are, are you providing some coaching up for the former players who are media rookies? Oh, it's funny, you know, I when I retired, I retired in end of 2015 specifically to get into media you know i still had miles left in the tank of course my body uh didn't feel the same as it once did i knew that probably my best days were behind me but at 30 31 i had plenty of time left in me and i wanted to create my own path where the game didn't force me out and 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 for the last years you know once a week or a couple times a month i talked to somebody who's transitioning out of the sport and generally um they are no idea what to do. 
right? And they don't have any experience. Maybe they're in their 20s. Maybe they're in their 30s, and they're trying to figure out. They want to work in soccer. They don't know what route they want to go down. And I think now looking back on that window, the, the, the provide the advice that I've, I've I've tried to offer is you got to get reps. And so when you think about Sasha Question being, uh, you know, and what he did uh, around the the World Cup with with very little media experience, a Diego Valeri, it's about reps and it's about being willing to put the same application that you put on the field into, into something new to get good at to get good at anything. You know, when I first started at Copa 90 and Kick TV, you know, I was doing five episodes a week and I was having to write my own content and learn my own voice, all of which I had no idea, right? And I was following the footsteps of Jimmy Conrad, who had gone that route at the time. And, and you know, I, I look back at some of those videos now where I'm reading off of a teleprompter and I don't blink for six minutes straight and I'm, I have no <laughs> idea and I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, where does, where does, where, where, do, where, where are the periods? How do I stop talking? How do I sound like anything but a robot? And I sucked. I like, I sucked at every single thing. Um, but again, the reason I mentioned five, five episodes a week is that it was reps and it was reps and it was reps and it was reps and time flies by. And then all of a sudden you go, okay, you know, I like the way I just said that, or, oh, maybe this is a little bit of my style. And, and when I look at, the league's willingness to take chances on recently retired players who they know have a good voice and who they do know have a good insight. They might be raw in certain ways, but guess what? This, this, this season's coming, you know, it's going to be 40, 50 days that they're going to be on camera on top of uh, days outside of match days that they're going to be on camera and, and building up their voice, building up their, their, their skill sets. And, and I think that's an awesome awesome way to approach it because we're talking about a 10-year contract. We're talking about a 10-year planning cycle uh, where these players in year one aren't going to be as good as they are in year two and so on and so forth. So I like the idea of, of taking chances, being willing to go down that route to develop talent, not just uh, acquire uh, talent that exists already uh, in the same way that you would in building a team on the field. Um, and so the outcome of that, I think, will pay dividends because if you look at the, the quality of talent and the quality of names that they're bringing on board uh, that may lack in, in, in media experience, the personalities they have, if you know them personally, the insight they have, all of that's going to just, it's going to find its way out in a, in a really natural and, and talented way. I love all the sports analogies you put in there, Heath. It's almost, it's almost like Apple TV's its own MLS expansion team or MLS expansion broadcast. Um <laughs> Uh, you, you mentioned the schedule and everything. I know I've heard rumblings that, you know, there's going to be some regionalization a little bit. Do you know what the rest of your schedule is going to look like? Are you going to be calling mostly Western Conference, a lot of Rapids games? Uh, yeah, so I'll be mostly Western Conference for now. Um, I haven't heard if that's just, uh, in the short term or if that's in the long term, but for my first weeks, I'm, I'm, I'm regional. Um, and, and generally with, with an approach to, to trying to be efficient with, with the teams and, and travel and schedules that I'll, I'll be, I'll be regional for, for, uh, for, for what I know of my schedule so far. And so, uh, the hope is, is, is to, 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 to see more stadiums, experience more teams, uh, embed myself in more cultures around, uh, major league soccer, uh, but just really excited to get this off the ground and, and spend some time in stadiums uh, that maybe I get a different point of view and a different perspective in cities, you know, right? When I, when I was a player, you go in and 
you're in the hotels, you don't really spend much time in those cities. And then as I've traveled in my post career, I spend time in those cities, but now being able to be in a stadium and experience the atmosphere in a different way, um, in a national style broadcast, uh, is, is something really unique and something I'm really, really excited about, uh, being part of. Let's turn to the game itself. What have you made of the, the Rapids offseason? Well, I think they've shown ambition, right? Um, obviously falling short. You, you look at 2021, fantastic season, regular season. Um, you go into 2022, similar to the, the, the Sounders, uh, both falling short of, of their desired expectations within the league. Obviously, the Sounders fall back on a historic uh, Champions League run. Uh, and then seem to have trouble, which you see in, 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 in a lot of places around the world of just flipping that switch back on, you know, when you, when you work that hard and go that long towards, towards uh, a goal like champions league, it's, it's hard to get up the next day and go, all right, now we go again. Right. And, and they really struggled to be able to find that form and Sounders uh, or, or Colorado similarly uh, fall short of the goals. But now you look at signings from the off season and you see that ambition to, to, to get back to, to where they were. And, and um, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful in the way that they're going to approach the season. Obviously it takes time uh, to, to integrate new players into a squad and, and, and really build a cohesive unit, but that willingness to, to go out and find the players you need to, to take you to the next level. Um, uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how quickly that all comes together versus the flip side of the Sounders who, lost a couple players, kept that cohesive unit, have, you know, all, uh, their players and their team relatively healthy again, um, and really believe in, in the team that they've almost stuck with for, for a few years now. Mm-hmm. Heath, you played under Robin Frazier under his first time as head coach, and I've been thinking about doing a piece kind of on generally him as a person. And last season was the first year where really I think we saw him Fluster. You know, he comes in in 2019. The team was on a good run of form under Connor Casey, and he tweaked a few things as well. 2020 had a myriad of problems with it that we don't need to rehash, but he found solutions for them. And then similarly, every single time there was an issue in 2021, he had a creative solution, whether that was tactically, whether that how, was how he managed the players, whether that was playing somebody slightly out of position as well. And last year, I think you really felt that um, I don't know if he'd say this publicly, that his hands were tied with injuries. They had a lot of issues. They obviously ship out Mark Anthony Kay in the summer. Club tried to make a big Sweeney. It didn't happen, and he was kind of just stuck with the team that he had. As, you know, Chivas USA was unsuccessful during your two years there together for a number of reasons that we don't need to rehash. What was Robin like under pressure then? How maybe has he matured since? Yeah, I mean, it, it's really hard to, to speak about uh, a coach that I played for 10 years ago, right? Like it, it, there, there are core uh, competencies that he had that I'm sure have gotten even stronger. Now, one thing that I liked is his approachability as, as a head coach, you know, he, he treated me like a veteran, like a leader. He gave me uh, um, sort of a peek behind the curtain of, of what we were trying to do, what we were trying to accomplish. He had obviously brought me in uh, through a trade. So I think that was a, a vote of confidence in that. But that approachability one, and then the way in which he wanted to play the game, I, I loved it. Now, again, you go back, we, we, we fell short of our goals during the, the, the one full season I was there and, and going into the next season. Um, and the next season, I believe we fell short. A lot of it was because we, we took a chance on a lot of players and hoped that a few of them would work out, brought in a whole bunch of new 
new players that that I think didn't end up working out. But for me, the things that I like most about him as and again, he was just starting into his head coaching career at at the elite professional level in the United States then. And so I would, I would hope that over 10 years, you know, he's added and, and, and subtracted and grown and all that type of thing. He would, you would assume that'd be the case if he can, and, uh, you know, last as long as he's, he's lasting within the league, but just very approachable, the style in which he wants to play, the trust that the players had, uh, especially in my, my, my first full season there, we truly believe we are one or two signings off of, of being a, a playoff contender. Um, we, we, we bought into the process. We like the style of play, the, the, the willingness to solve problems, the way in which we went about training, the competitive nature, all of those things were actually really spot on. And, and when I think about where I enjoyed my training the most when I was in major league soccer, it was always on the, on the field with, with, with Robin Frazier's team. So on, on that side of things, all, all positives. Again, we went into the next season. We talked about a number of signings that didn't work out. Uh, and that sort of what I felt threw off the balance of, of, of what could have been, um, a few, a few solid pieces, uh, and we were on to the next level. But where, where we're at now, you know, it's, it's more so about the, the players that have played for him recently, uh, that can speak to where he's at as a coach or a manager. Like you said, it's, it's really, I don't want to say it's easy, but when you have all your healthy players and, and, you're getting all your time on the pitch together and you're getting the results you want. All of that is, you know, a lot, a lot, I don't want to say easier, but it, 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 it's, it, it's according to plan. Right. And, mm-hmm. and what happens in any team is then injuries come and then the schedule gets complex and complicated. And, and what I thought that, that they had done a good job when I was playing for them is breaking down the season in some months so that you can look at your schedule realistically and understand the flow of your season, the flow of your team, as opposed to looking at it holistically, you broke it down into smaller steps so that you could focus on, you know, game by game, week by week, month by month, and then see goal setting within all of that, which I, that was, which was a new approach for me, um, to experience. So there was this willingness to constantly look at things in a different way than just the way that I had experienced with coaches before that. So, um, there, there were a number of positives that I took, even though, Results wise, we, we didn't um, we didn't get the results we wanted while I was at us. Thank you for that, Heath. Um, last question that I have. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. League's Cup will also be on MLS season pass as well. Um, what do you think about that tournament? What do you think that means? You know, as someone who was in the league when CCL, we always get our hopes up and everything, and then it's free space. You know, after the quarterfinals for the most part. What do you think that means for the league in terms of going up against Mexico? I think it's a huge deal, and it's only going to get more and more significant. And sorry if you hear my kids yelling in the background. Uh, I probably should have mentioned that 15 minutes ago. But um, no, I, I, I recently spoke with Christian Roldan, and and I had talked about like, hey, Open Cups, the league, you know, uh, Concacaf Champions League, Gold Cup, um, or was participated in the. Uh, I think won a Gold Cup, was part of the Nations League. Um, run, but not necessarily in the final. I'm like, what else is there, right? And I was expecting him. This was before their 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 Club World Cup, and I was expecting any sort of answer on a personal level. He was like, "Big Cup, this is the one, right? Um, that it's a big deal." And so to hear a player that could have 
weaved his way out of that into being like, oh, personally, I focus on me and the, the results come or give me some sort of canned answer. That was a big deal to him. And I, I it quickly opened my eyes up to, one, the players buying in is the first step, right? How big is this? How big of a deal is this? So that the club emphasizes this and, and, and you, you roll out your best teams and you take it seriously. And the way that the schedule is structured is so that teams are playing their best teams um, and really representing Major League Soccer well versus uh, the Liga MX opponents. And so I think it's a, I think it's a huge opportunity. I think it's only going to grow in its, in its value and its, in its, uh, importance within the clubs and, and be seen, um, uh, from, from this year on as, as a significant, uh, trophy. And, and even though you have the interleague bragging rights, I don't know if you, you made it out to the Liga MX all-star game in, in Los Angeles when it was, uh, you know, MLS versus Liga MX, but it had a, a very wild dynamic, right? You had fans of, uh, Major League Soccer. You had fans of, Liga MX there, you had fans of clubs and clubs of Major League Soccer, you had fans of clubs of Liga MX, you had fans who were uh, supporters of both uh, a club in Mexico and in the U.S., and it had this real interesting dynamic, and, and I'm talking about in the stadium, that you're like, oh, there's something really magical to this, and there, and there was tension, which you don't normally feel in an all-star game, between people and fans and supporters and groups and the tribalism of all that, that I was like, okay, this is something really, really powerful. And obviously Los Angeles is a unique place, uh, given the Hispanic population and, and, and the Mexican American population. Um, but, but that was another sort of point, uh, uh, where I realized like, wow, there's something really, really powerful in this. And, and, and in the future is only going to make a league's cup more and more important in terms of its impact in, in the United States. Thank you so much for your time, Heath. Good luck to you and Mark Rogandino on the call on Sunday. And, you know, hopefully it's an exciting game that doesn't end with the Rapids getting dropped by an official. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with you. It's uh, The Rapids have not done well against Seattle historically. But nope. <laughs> first game of the season, they brought in uh, more, more new players, and you hope that that comes to life. I, you know, anecdotally uh, – when I first got to Major League Soccer, we had to win five games straight to make the playoffs. It was the Sounders' first season. Um, and we won four, got to the Sounders, were starting the game well, and then they ran us off the pitch for the final 60 minutes. Uh, we didn't make the playoffs. And so I know how difficult of a place that is to, to, to play, but it's a fresh start. Sounders have missed the playoffs for the first time in their history. Um, Robin Frazier has to a lot to prove this year, so hopefully – uh, it ends up being a, um, a good game and, and most of the season comes out on, on top of that. How do I pronounce your last name? Um, how you want, really, but uh, I don't know. It depends. I've played a little bit everywhere and it's different wherever I go. Um, in, in Australia, in English, I would just say Gersbeck. Gersbeck. All right. That's what I'll go with then. Um, uh, but, um, I, I quite prefer some of the other pronunciations anyway, so I don't really care. Okay, then. Well, how would you prefer me to say it, then? No, 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 Gersbeck's good, but uh, you've got your own way to say it. Okay. Um, Gersbeck is how I've been saying it, but Gersbeck is fine as well. How's how's preseason going? Yeah, it's been, it's been really good so far. Um, I've only been here for a, a week. Um but yeah, it's it's been perfect. Uh, everyone that I've seen so far, so good. Um, I'm loving it. It's been sort of 
sort of nice. I was only in Denver for one night uh, before sorting all the visa stuff and then coming here to Orlando. So it's sort of like I don't I don't have to worry about uh, getting settled in Denver with apartment and car and all that sort of thing. It's nice to just come here to Orlando and just focus on training in, in the good weather and um, working hard and then off the pitch getting to know my, my teammates, which has been really good. It's sort of like a little blessing in disguise. How have you, a lot of the new players I speak to t- talk about how friendly but diverse the locker room has been. How were you welcomed into the group? Yeah, I would, I would describe it exactly as you just have now. Um, really friendly group, a diverse group, which is, which is really cool. Um, just like overall, just good people around the club. And, and that includes all of the staff that are here in Orlando. Everyone's been really welcoming and, and not, not too over the top either. It's just like a, a relaxed sort of vibe where everyone respects each other and, and, um, just, just good people in, in general, which is, which is great. How good's your French playing in France? Uh, have you spoken French to Cabral yet? Yeah, I've spoken a little bit with the boys, but the thing is they're, my, my French is not bad, to be honest. I've been there a year and a half. I was there a year and a half now. And, uh, yeah, sort of in France, you, if you, if you want to get by, you want to make friends and things like that, you, you have to learn French. French, you've, you've got no choice. So, um, I, I worked hard on it. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've spoken a little bit to the boys here and I can understand what's going on, uh, when the French boys are, are chatting together. So, I'll I'll chime in every now and then, but the the thing is they all speak such such good English, so don't really need it. But I wanna I wanna keep it up, so um I'll keep practicing. All right, you mentioned the staff being super friendly. I know you're not a goalkeeper, but uh, have you and Chris Sharpie made friends being the Aussies in the group? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I actually I spoke to Sharpie before I before I came. Um, I think just after just before or just after I signed. So um. That was that helped a lot. Just getting a, a better idea of, of how things work, um, better idea of, of Denver, for example, of, of the MLS. Um, so yeah, it was, it was good to chat to him. I had a long chat chat with him, and that was that was really helpful. And he's been great coming in here. Um, so it's it's just nice to have a another Aussie voice around. You mentioned being in Denver for a night, so I have to assume you've either seen pictures or physically been to the stadium. Um, the Stade des Alpes looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, how do you like the backdrop of DSG with the roof and the mountains in the background? Yeah, I mean, the, the stadium in, in France was, was beautiful, to be honest, with the Alps. Um, but yeah, we're, we're in a pretty similar boat in Denver, I think. Um, I haven't got, you know, I got a quick view of the, the mountains that morning. I was there in Denver. Um, the sun was shining, so that was beautiful. Uh, and I, I visited the stadium very quickly, but I, I quite like it to be honest. It's got a it's got a little charm about it, so I'm I'm really excited and looking forward to playing there. You mentioned speaking to Sharpie about MLS and everything. I assume you're maybe a little bit younger than some of the other Aussies that have played in the league, where maybe you don't have Tim Cahill's number. But um, Brad Smith, friend on the national team, um, you know, who else did you speak to about the league? What was your impressions of the league? Let's say a few months ago, before the Rapids were even on your radar. That reminds me. Actually, I need to um, I need to give Brad Smith a call. I, I told him I would. So thanks for that. Um, but no, to be honest, I didn't really. I mean, I I think I know enough about the MLS myself. I, I must be honest. I haven't watched many MLS games um, live on TV. Just 
probably mainly because of the time difference in Europe. Um, it's not so friendly for, for MLS games in the middle of the night. Um, but yeah, obviously I've, I've done my research on, on the, more, more on the team than the league because that's, that's what I'm interested in. I'm, I'm, I was interested in the, the team when I found out that, that Colorado wanted me. Um, but yeah, so far from what I've seen in the MLS, it's just, it's, from what I've heard also, it's just getting better and better every, every season. And I think, I think at the moment it's really highly regarded. Um, you guys might not, might not understand that, but like in Europe, the, the MLS is highly regarded. And you see, you see some top players coming here in their prime or, or even top young players, uh, coming to the MLS. And you see, you see guys from South America, top players in South America coming to the MLS instead of going to Europe. Um, because the league is getting so much better. Um, so I think, I think it's already a very good league and I think the potential that it has is, is huge. Um, I've been chatting to a few of the boys about it this week and like, there's no reason why the, the MLS can't one day compete with the, with the top five leagues in, in Europe. Um, and I think that one day is not, maybe not as far away as, as people think as well. What about the timing of the move made sense for you just in terms of, you know, I, I look at where Grenoble was in the, you know, in the second division. It's not like they were relegated or that they were going to likely to be promoted. So I'm just curious from your perspective, what, what prompted the, the move in the new adventure? I mean, we, we had a, we had a really good start to the season, first half of the season in France. And, um, you know, there's a small possibility that Grenoble will get promoted this year. And, um, I was sort of, uh, I was on the last six months of my contract and I was sort of, I've never been a free agent before in my career. So I was sort of open to that and thinking, okay, like I'm, I'm, I'll be 26 at the end of the season. I'm 25 now. Um, maybe it's, maybe it's the right time to, to give it a go as a free agent and see what sort of comes up. Um, so that was, that was the plan initially. I've been in Europe for seven years now. So I, I sort of thought, geez, I'd, I'd love to go and play in MLS. Um, it's a really good league and, and maybe, maybe I need something completely different and, and new, like a fresh start, like lifestyle wise and, um, and football wise. Um, and also, also in terms of getting back into the national team, I think, uh, you know, I think it can't hurt my chances there. So when, when Colorado were interested, I, I said to my agent straight away, let's, let's make this happen. Um, I think it'll be great. And, uh, yeah, hopefully things hopefully things work out well, but so far so good this this first week. I'm I'm really impressed and happy with with how things work over here. Good to hear. Um, I was talking to Emilio earlier this week about your research on the team and everything. Uh, you I guess organically discovered the Rocky Mountain Cup in Real Salt Lake. Yeah, I must admit I didn't quite know about that, but um, I do now, and I'm, I'm I think it's quite early. First game is quite early in the season, right? Mm-hmm, it is. But then I think I also read that it goes over the three games, right? Correct. So it's like best of three? Yes. Okay, I've done my, I've done my research, don't worry. Um, <laughs> no, so that's cool. We, we actually talked about it a bit last night. Like, it kind of adds a bit of adds a bit of something special to that game with a, with a trophy at the end of it. So, uh, yeah, if we, can, if we can win that, that'd be great, especially for the fans, of course. How much do you think, you know, the Socceroos are on the up. I thought they were fantastic in Qatar. And I have to assume with the expanded World Cup coming in 2026 that, you know, they're, you know, that they're in a good position to qualify there. 
Um, you know, are, do you feel that you're on the radar? Do you feel, what do you feel that you need to do or can do to maybe get back in with the with the national team? Yeah, look, I had a. It's been a while now since I've. I think it's been four years since I've been with the national team. Um, and I sort of felt like I was getting a bit closer uh, during my time in France, uh, playing regularly and and doing okay. Um, so I think if I if I keep pushing and and keep playing regularly and and doing well um, here in the MLS, then I don't think it's going to hurt my chances at all. Um, but I've sort of I've sort of learnt to as I've gotten older and a bit more experienced, sort of learnt to not try not to think. Of course, you you think about it in the back of your head, but um, the most important thing, I guess, cliche, but is to just do well at club level and and the rest will take care of it if you if you're doing well enough and uh, the opportunity comes again. But yeah, of course, I don't feel like myself that I'm finished with the national team. It's been it's been four years, but I'm only 25, and I feel like I've got a lot more to offer the the Australian national team if if I get the chance again. And I think if if I'm playing well for Colorado, then I'll I'll be in the mix at least anyway. Tell me about the FFA Center for Excellence. When I was researching your background and everything, that seemed like an interesting project yeah. that um that the Federation in Australia had. Yeah, so it's it's changed its name since I've been there. When I when I went, it was the Australian Institute of Sport, which was a sort of centre down in Canberra where we lived. I lived there for almost two years um, with all sorts of different sports, and there was a football program. I, I think it doesn't exist anymore, um, to be honest, which is a bit of a shame. It's been overtaken by um, by the the A League academies, uh, which is also a good thing. So. Um, yeah, I spent two, almost two years down there. I moved there when I was, I think I just turned 15 actually. So I spent from 15 to 17 or 15 to 16 down in Canberra living with a, with a host family. Um, and I think that was really good for me, for my, for my career. Um, of course, like a year and a half later or two years later, I moved to Norway as an 18 year old kid still. Um, so that time in Canberra, at the the AIS really helped me grow as a footballer. You're sort of in a, a professional football environment and then also as a person as well because you're away from home as a 15, 16-year-old, so you, you grow a lot. Mm-hmm. Alex, you mentioned uh, MLS games being a little difficult for you over there in France. I have to admit, I, I don't even know who has the rights to the second division in France. So for Rapids fans that have only seen, you know, maybe a, a highlight reel set to some Euro, uh, you know, club music, uh, describe your style of play. Um, I, I don't normally like to answer this question when people ask, like, oh, can you tell me about yourself on the field, whatever. I like to leave that up to people to judge me after they watch me play um but yeah i guess like a a modern day fullback who runs a lot likes to to do his job for the team um obviously the defensive sort of things comes first i'm not shy in in getting forward and and crossing the ball and uh, contributing in attack uh so yeah just a a hard-working modern day fullback is what i'd like to think i am i don't know I don't know if that's what other people think, but I'll I'll leave that up to them. Sound like a Rapids player already, Alex. Um, what what message would you want to say to Rapids fans ahead of the season opener on Sunday? No, I think uh, I, I, like I said, I've only been in 
in with the boys for a week, but I can see already that the the teams very together and uh, everyone's willing to, to fight for each other. Um, and I think that's the that's the sort of mentality in Colorado, which is which is really cool. Um, so yeah, I think this weekend we we go to Seattle, and um, you know Seattle are are a good team, but we'll be we'll be there ready for the fight and uh, ready to get something out of the game. Um, and then obviously looking forward to to coming back to Denver and and playing at uh, what do we call it DSG. Uh, yes, the full name, Dick Sporting Goods Park. Um, obviously, yeah. Alex, there's some fun internet jokes that can be had depending on how you pronounce it and everything. So normally I say DSG or DSGP is an easy way to, from a media standpoint, okay. to not get yourself in trouble. Um, the fans have a lot of fun nicknames for it. Um, I'll let you explore Twitter and find what they are if you can't imagine for uh, yourself. I'll, <laughs> I'll get to that. But yeah, obviously looking forward to playing at home, but first game in Seattle to sort of to end the preseason and I know the boys have been together for a long time and they've been working on a lot of things um so yeah hopefully that all comes out in in the first game in Seattle and we're going there to win so we'll give it our best shot Well, first of all, Connor, um, welcome to the Colorado Rapids. I am a redhead, so um, when it's not the United States men's <laughs> national team playing, I'm, of course, rooting for Ireland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good to hear. Um, how's preseason going? How's getting used to the league, teammates, etc.? Um, yeah, it's, got, it's gone really well. Obviously, the um, when I first came over, I had maybe four or five days in Denver where it was just a case of obviously getting visas sorted and doing all the other kind of things and then luckily we, we kind of got all that done before the team travelled out to Orlando so it was for me it was kind of perfect timing really to get that chance to go out with the team um, I think pre-season's always, always like the best time to, to join up with new teammates and especially in this case when we were kind of um, going on a pre-season trip it gives you that kind of 24 hours every day to like get to, get to know all the coaching staff get to know all the lads and um yeah, it's gone really well. I think fitness-wise, I definitely needed the preseason. I've done, I've done, um, I've had a lot of training this season, but obviously not as many games as I would have liked. So to get them, um, them minutes in them, them free preseason games has been really important, and um, I, I just feel ready, ready for the league to start now. Talk to me about your relationship with Pricey. Did he pick you up at the airport? <laughs> no, not quite. I landed quite late, so I don't think he would have been too keen for that. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's always nice when obviously you join up with with a new team and um, you know at least at least one player it makes it just that little bit easier to kind of settle in and especially when it's someone like Price, he obviously is the captain here and he's he's the leader of the team and yeah, it just makes it it makes it easier to to get to know everyone. But um, yeah, I hadn't actually obviously spoken to Pricey since his his time at Wolves. I'd I'd kind of knew how he was doing through social media and. Obviously, how successful he'd been over here, and then when, um, when obviously I'd signed and everything was done, I had I had a few chats with him just about probably more things outside of football. To be honest, just about how how the lifestyle was over here and how he'd settled in, and you, you, I'd imagine you know what price he's like. He's very helpful, with all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, he's been a he's been a big help. Obviously, moving over in that transition and just help helping getting getting settled in. You've had a few weeks to reacquaint yourself with his style of play and maybe how he and you will fit in with the team. How much has he changed as a player since you both were at Wolves together? 
Um, I, I think Price has always been a similar player. Maybe, maybe when we was at Wolves, he'd maybe like to get get forward that little bit more. But I think kind of since he's come here, he's kind of made that number six position his, and I think it suits him down to the ground. Whereas you know he, he gets on the ball, he, he gets the team going, and yeah, he's a he's an easy player to play with. He's very he's very vocal on the pitch. You always know what what he wants from you. He's always. Um, always barking orders and you know get getting everyone going so price is one of them players that is uh he's not a problem to play with he, he you know what he expects from you and um he, he'll tell you what he expects from you on the pitch was he always great at free kicks when you guys were at wolves together was he taking corners he was um i can't remember to be honest i, I think he might have been a little bit further down the pecking order back then but i think like you say, since he's come over here, he's kind of that's another thing that he's kind of made his as well as that kind of sixth position. He's been the set piece taker, and obviously that's been a big part of big part of his game, getting a lot of assists through that. Uh, there's been a few Irishmen and other players from you know the Championship lower levels of the Premier League who've come over to MLS, yeah. and you know going back, you're, I, I said Premier League, so maybe we're including David Beckham in that ultimately. Um, you mentioned not speaking a whole lot to Wolves about the league. What were your opinions of the league? You know, I I don't know. You might be too young in the Irish national team pool to maybe have Robbie Keane's number and hear about his time at the Galaxy. What were your opinions of the league? You know, let's say months ago before even the Rapids were on your radar. Um. So yeah, if if I'm being honest, I didn't know I didn't know too much about the league. Obviously, I know maybe three or four players that have come over here and. You know, done well, Pricey being one of them. But um, I think from a general perspective, no matter whether you watch the games or not, just from the news and, you know, results coming up on Sky Sports News, I think you know that the league's going in the right direction with obviously the calibre of players that's coming over. And, you know, not just the big players that are coming over, but the squads in general are getting stronger. And obviously the, the Apple TV deal coming into the league's a big thing. And, and yeah, it's just it just seems to be going in the right direction, and for me, it's the perfect time to kind of come over and start again. Really, I felt like that's what what I needed in my career. I'd had a lot of spells of moving around on loan and not having that permanent home, and I just felt like when this opportunity came up, it was chance for a, a fresh start in in a league that's progressing in the right direction. You spent a year on loan at Grass at Grasshopper in Zurich. Um, what do you make of the Swiss Alps scenery versus what you saw so far in Colorado and playing at altitude? <laughs> yeah, very similar actually. The the scenery in the in the city and you know me and my uh, me and my partner lived there for eight months and we really liked it. We really liked the kind of outdoor lifestyle and the fresh air and you know I think it's going to be similar to to Denver and yeah we're we're just looking forward to kind of outside of football you know just settling in and getting used to the city and having a look around obviously once the um once the first game's out the way and we get back to denver i remember during covid um when there was a period before the mls's back tournament that'd be another fun thing for you to maybe ask your new teammates about keegan rosenberry got really into hiking so if you want to do some ad- adventures out there i'm sure he would be an option um let's turn to the midfield which was you know a sort of weakness for the Rapids last year, you know, Pricey was hurt for an extended period as well. What are you hoping to bring in there, and what have you made of playing alongside Cole Bassett? Um, so I think I think for me as a player, I think I like to bring energy to the midfield. I think on and off the ball, I think it's important that we 
like the, the manager's plans that we win the ball high up as possible and when we lose it to kind of repress and win that ball back and I think that kind of suits my my style of play and um, similar with Cole as well obviously Cole's got a really good engine he, he gets around the pitch unbelievably from what from what I've seen in the games and I think just to have that kind of mobility in the midfield and that ability to be able to get, to get around all over the pitch is a big help for the team so um, obviously you know we have quite quite a few players available for each position which is um it's always an advantage really i think it's good to have players pushing for spots um if you're in the team you've always got to be looking over your shoulder and making sure your performances are kind of sticking to the level that you'd like so so yeah i think i think in terms of the midfield position specifically we look we look quite strong at the minute um, what are your thoughts on Sunday? I assume at least one of your teammates has told you about the cacophony of noise that awaits you in Seattle. Yeah, I think it's, uh, for me, I think it's a, a perfect first game. I think, you know, coming away from home to a big stadium, obviously a, a strong fan base and there'll be a lot of fans there. I think I think that's what we want as players. You always want to be playing in the big games. And yeah, just, I'm just looking forward to kind of that, that first game, that first taste of MLS football. Obviously, we've played two MLS teams in pre-season but, but nothing quite quite beats that them competitive games with fans fans in the stadium and yeah I'm just looking forward to it and hopefully we can uh, we can get a result. You've been kind of on the outskirts of the Irish national team the last couple of years um, you know have you yeah. spoken to anyone with the federation about this move what that means you know what, do you do you hope to get back into international football with the new world cup cycle? Yeah I think I think probably the biggest problem for me with with that the last few years has just been that that regular football. I think last season was my best season of just having regular football, having a manager who put a lot of confidence in me. And I'd like to think I repaired him last season with the performances, which which is what got me into like my first national team call up. And I think if I can just kind of continue that form and continue playing week in week out, which is what I'd like to do, then. Ideally, I'd I'd like to get back in there. I had um, I had a small kind of short chat with the uh, with Stephen Kenny before I came out here, and he just kind of um, congratulated me on the move and said it's you know it's what like 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 what I said before it's kind of what I needed just like a fresh start and to get back playing again. So it's um it's nice to know that you're being thought of and um yeah for me my goal is to just kind of get back in there as soon as possible. What are your personal goals for the season at the club level? Um, I think, first of all, collectively, with this squad that we have, we need to be getting in the playoffs. That's a must. And then, um, for me, I think, firstly, just playing week in, week out and just kind of nailing a place in the team, which is always the hardest bit when when you come to a new club. Obviously, you've got to get used to new styles of play and playing with different teammates and think for me first of all it's just about getting in the team and cementing my place in there and then um from then just to kind of replicate last season's performances and you know kind of chip in with with goals and assists I mean I've had I've had plenty of spells in teams where I've played quite a lot and maybe not contributed as much as I would have liked but I think last season can be a real starting point for me to kind of kick on from that and you know, help the team more higher up the pitch and, yeah, just knock a few goals in and keep keep getting the assists. If every single Rapids fan was on this call right now, what message would you want to say to them? Um, firstly, obviously, thanks for the, the welcome messages that I've had. The, the fans have been great since I joined and 
obviously I haven't had a chance to play in front of them yet, but um, I'm just looking forward to that first home game to, to play in front of, front of the fans and give them all an opportunity to show them what we've, what we've been working on all pre-season and you know, hopefully we're going into that game with three points already on the table. Hello, Andreas. Um, my name is Matt Pollard. I write for a website called Burgundy Wave, and I also do a podcast about the team called uh, Holding the Highline. First of all, welcome to Colorado. Welcome to MLS. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you. Uh, okay. How do we say your last name? <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be very difficult for you to pronounce, but Maxu. Okay. I've been saying Max Sue, so maybe Max plus, you know, the Cristiano Ronaldo celebration. I hopefully, hopefully that's close enough to where you're not offended. How is, uh, how, how is preseason? How is making new friends and getting used to the team? To start up, uh, everybody's working really, really hard, and uh, and everybody is, uh, yeah, is really nice. So it, it has been, uh, yeah, really easy for me to uh, to join the team. How much familiarity did you have with MLS? You know, did you speak to Hani Mukhtar? Um, you know, what, what's your understanding of what the the league was like prior to signing? Uh, no, not, not Hani, but I, I talked a little bit with with Uwe from Philadelphia. Uh, I, I only played six months with with Hani, so uh, he uh, he went to Nashville like some years ago. But I played a long time with with uh, with Uwe, and of course I. I saw some games from from uh, last season, and I I also talked a little bit with uh, with him. So I guess uh, will you be? I know you're playing Philadelphia later this year, and then Nashville in the League Cup. Are you going to ask Connie or Ua for their shirt at the end of those matches? <laughs> yeah, we will we will see. Uh, but uh, yeah, that could be that could be funny, of course. Of course, I will for sure have a chat with them. Robin Frazier is a center back and a, a legend within the club and within the league as well. How have you liked his coaching style and just the the fact that you have you know a center back that's very focused on defensive structure and coming into a team where you could be a big part of that? I mean, I, I have been here uh, yeah for for one week, uh, but uh, he seems like really. Uh, Really cool. Uh, everybody respects him. Uh, he's uh, he's calm and and he's uh, yeah have have a lot of details in the training and uh, it uh, it seems like everybody uh, understands him and uh, and the most important for for coaches uh, to have uh, respect uh, for his for his players and everybody respects him. So um, yeah, my my uh, my first. Uh, yeah, my first week was was really nice, and uh, also just like the way we all, we were work, working in the, in the trainings, uh, I really liked it. Uh, everybody was working so hard, and um, and like the culture uh, at the team is uh, is uh, is really nice. Uh, everybody wants to to give everything, and uh, that's the that's the most important. What prompted the move to MLS? You know, obviously, you know, from everything that I could tell from afar, you were loved at Bronby. You've played other where, elsewhere in Europe. You know, why why come to MLS? Why come to America? Why come to the Rapids? Because I had a talk with the uh, with the coach and with the with the, the sports director, and I I had a, a good feeling after that uh, that talk, and I. I needed something, uh, something new also in my career, uh, a new environment, and 
when I yeah when I first uh, talked with the uh, with the coach, especially uh, it was an easy decision for me uh, to be honest, and uh, and then also just to like I said before try something new, and I think the the league uh, is 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 growing uh, yeah for easier, uh, so uh, I think it's gonna be a, a really 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 strong league uh, in the in the future, and it's. Yeah, and it's still a, a strong league now. So yeah, I think uh, the potential uh, in this league is uh, is really big. Uh, let's turn to Sunday. I assume your teammates have told you what it's like playing at Seattle. You know, what are you expecting from that match? Yeah, it's going to be of of course a, a difficult match. Uh, season opener is always uh, is always uh, difficult, but we believe in in ourselves and we we have been uh yeah doing well uh so far in, the, in this preseason and we need to focus uh, on ourselves uh, and if we are doing the the right things i'm sure we're going to get a, a really good result uh, the other players that the Rapids have had in the past that are from Scandinavia find it really easy to settle in in Colorado, given the climate, given the weather and the snow and everything. One thing fans are obsessed with are what we call snow classicos. So when you play a game in the snow and there's a chance there could be that for the home opener. How much snow have you played in before? Uh, yeah, actually also when I played in, in, in Turkey where I lived was uh, really cold winter, so... Yeah, I'm used to it, yeah, and also from from Denmark. Uh, so I think that that will not be a be a issue. Uh, I think it's uh, it's yeah, no matter what, it will be a big advantage also with the altitude in in Denmark. So uh, yeah, I just uh, look forward to to start the season, especially at home. The Rapids have a number of exciting young center backs, some of them, you know, for including Daniel Chacon on the reserve team as well. Um, you know, do you see yourself as a leader mentoring them? Are there any of them who have Im- impressed you despite how young they are? Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm here. I'm here to help everybody. Uh, I'm here to help the team. That's the most important. Uh, so we can win a lot of games. Uh, and I'm also an experienced guy and, uh, yeah, I think uh, a lot of uh, there is a lot of leaders on on the team uh, as well, um, and I think uh, uh, it's a good uh, it's a good squad, uh, and everybody is helping each other. Uh, yeah, and for example, Moise, uh, he has been uh, yeah very good since I since I came, uh, and also of course the other center back so it's going to be like a good good environment and we can develop uh, develop everybody so uh, yeah it's going to be good uh, i watched some of your highlights on youtube and saw that you're very good on corners both attacking and defending i assume you've met chris sharpie and are familiar with what jack price's service are like you know what are you what are you hoping to bring on set pieces uh attacking and defending this season yeah hopefully uh, hopefully some goals uh, offensive uh, like you said, yeah, I have all, all already been talking with Sharpie, so uh, yeah, and and I hope I, that I will uh, yeah score some goals. But for me, the most important is to to defend the goal, of course, and uh, and yeah, being a goal scorer is just a bonus. Uh, last two questions for me, Andreas. Thank you for your time. Um, do you think Bronby will stay up?
100%. And then uh, if uh, every single Rapids fan was on the call right now, what message would you want to say to them? That we are ready uh, for the season and uh, we, look, we look forward to, to, of course, to start the season, but especially at home. And, uh, it's going to be a, a really, really good uh, season for, for us. When did you hear about the trade and what was your reaction to it? I mean, uh, it happened over the break, obviously, but uh, it was within like a week period. Um, it happened really quick. I asked my agent. Um, you know, to possibly look for a move. Um, and I don't know the specific week, but you know, within a week of uh, talking, it happened uh, happened really quickly. But I'm excited to be here and happy to be here. Yeah, as you said, there's a there's a lot of young players, and I've met a lot of the team, um, and you know I've seen what the the club has done in the past with young players, but also just collectively as a group. Um, but no, I'm just excited and uh, grateful for the opportunity, and uh, you know we'll see what we'll see what the season brings. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm a versatile player. You know, I'm I'm quick, um, decently tall. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm versatile, and you know, whatever the job is that I'm called upon, that's what I'm gonna do my best at. You know, whether it's up front, wide, or in the wing back roles, that's what I'm uh, I'm here to get my all so. Yeah, it's funny now, like now being here, because uh, you know there was a strong possibility that I was going to be here at the beginning of the draft, um, and I was in communication with uh, with the rappers here, um, but uh, nah, it's like been a full circle. So uh, now I'm here, but uh, it was close, you know, with them uh, with them coming in, but since he was just in front, so um, they took it. So. Have you spoken to Tom Bell about the club? Bajin? Yes, Tom Bajin. Yeah, 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 a lot. He, uh, I actually spoke to him last year, like midway through, and I spoke to him about like my story and the draft, um, and me possibly coming here. And you know, he had nothing but positive things to say, and he said that it would be a good fit for me. So, uh, yeah, it's all good. Hi, I'm Dwayne, 13 years Now that you are here, uh, correct. Um, what's your first impressions of Colorado coming in uh, during the winter? Yeah, I mean, I expected it to be colder, to be fair. Like, you know, I saw the winter storms and all of that stuff. That got me a bit worried. And when I was checking the, the weather forecast when I was back home. But, uh, nah, I've got nothing but good things to say. I've been downtown. I've checked a couple spots. And it looks like a really nice place. So now I'm just looking forward to it getting a bit warmer. Do you know what I mean? But, nah, everything. I'm really enjoying it. Have you had green chili yet? 
No, no. I, I stayed away from the skyline chili in Cincinnati. But... <laughs> <laughs> is it different? Oh, okay, okay. It's, it's more of a sauce that goes on Mexican food. Like on a, you get like a smothered burrito that's covered in green chili. That sounds decent. Um, I ain't tried it yet though. We love it way more than the people who brag about the skyline chili. Okay, perfect, perfect. Maybe one day, maybe I'll try it. Okay. Not yet. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. Well, he's a, another, you know, attacking coach who's been around a lot of young players. Sorry for the question, but I love it. Um, but, you know, have, have you had a chance to interact with, with him at all? Or, um, you know, I guess kind of what uh, you, you might see from, you know, so far from the attacking. Um, you, you said Waldy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we've had you know, a couple of conversations, nothing too much, to, you know, yet since we haven't been training and stuff. But um, I'm excited to work with him. I know his past, so uh, yeah, it's exciting. The Rapids loves set pieces. Chris Sharpie's the goalkeeper coach, but effectively the set pieces head coach. Uh, have you worked with him at all? What do you think you could bring to the team on set pieces, given that it's been an emphasis? Yeah, I mean, I can attack the ball. It's definitely something that I got to work on. Is my heading. Ability, but um, I haven't spoke to him too much yet. We haven't done much uh, talks, you know, with regards to playing in football. So um, now we haven't had much conversations. But um, yeah, in terms of what I can bring, you know, I'm a decent height and I can jump and I can hit a ball if I need to. So um, yeah. Jacob, uh, mine is who's Obviously, Rubio, I've seen his, uh, his quality, do you know what I mean? So, there's obviously a lot of talent in the team and a lot of young talent as well. Um, but yeah, I've seen what, you know, Diego can do and, uh, I'm excited to see him play as well. Is there on, uh, Jack? Jack, yeah, 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 of course. He's greeted me very welcomely. So, uh, yeah, everyone's good. <laughs> You know, switching conferences to the Western Conference. Um, how familiar are you with that? Um, not much, not much at all. Besides, when we would play our few crossover games, but never really traveled over to the West Side at yeah. all. Any uh, expectations for you know, what kind of ever capacity in Cincinnati or anything like that? No, there's, there's not been any expectations. You know, football's football, so opponents opponents, so you just do the same job that you you put out there to do. How was the off-season? Any highlights? Um, maybe any players you didn't expect to kind of break out of the World Cup that you might have watched in the same time? Yeah, of course. The, the off-break was just World Cup, and that's about it. You know what I mean? I didn't really do much. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed watching all of it. Obviously, seeing Messi and Matt win the World Cup, it was it was good. Got in that England lost, obviously, with Hurricane penalty, but nah, it was a, it was a good off-season. Really chill, laid back, and just watch football all day, every day. Hi, this is Castro, Yeah, the goals are in the back of my mind, but the main thing is just me training and me performing in training and then working on from there. I don't like to look too far ahead because then you can kind of get lost in it. But, uh, you know, as soon as training starts, you know, making sure I'm uh, training well, Keeping fit and staying healthy because that was an issue in um, previous seasons, unfortunately. But those are like the main things that I want to want to be doing. Uh, 
What was the biggest failure or disappointment for you last year that's going to make you a better player? Yeah, the biggest disappointment was the the timing of my my injuries were terrible. You know, there was a little like breakout period where things were going well. You know, I scored and got an assist the next game, but straight after that, you know, I did my groin. So things like little things like that, um, it's just been really unfortunate over the last two years. So uh, one of the big things is me staying fit, um, because I know if I'm on the pitch and I'm able to perform, then you know I'll be able to move forward. Are you all good health-wise right now? Yeah, I'm feeling good. All good. Mind and body. Yeah. Smashed the test this week? Yeah, I tried my best. We, we, we did the uh, treadmill run. I forget what it's called, but we just masked, like, you know, got the mask on. But uh, I feel good. Okay. I'm getting used to the altitude as well, but um, everything so far has been good. Deacon, how's the preseason? How are you feeling fitness-wise? How's running on the treadmill? Uh, it's good. Um, it was a long off-season, but I'm excited to be back. Uh, and I think the overarching theme is guys came back in, in, a, in a good state. And I think that's always a worry with a long off-season, you know, just what everybody's been up to. So um, hopefully we hit the ground running and excited to start training. Did you stick around and go back to Philly at all? Uh, I went back for a little bit, see some family. Um, went back to a wedding for my wife's brother in Boston area. Um, went to Hawaii for our fifth anniversary. Um other than that, relatively local, just, you know, spent holidays here for the most part. Uh, first impressions of you guys, Kevin, Calvin, have you interacted with them at all? Uh, super limited so far, but um, they ran well on the treadmill, so, um, you know, it's encouraging. Uh, super nice guys, you know, um, I think just getting uh, acclimated still. You guys are going to Uh, I think, you know, the first trip of preseason is always, uh, you know, kind of feeling each other out and, and, you know, getting back to tactics and seeing the way Robin wants to play, um, you know, what makes us successful. And, and as we lose and add pieces during the offseason, how everything comes together. And, um, you know, uh, strong opponents are always going to make that challenge more difficult, but um, at the same time, like I said, it's uh, it's, it's it's a work in progress usually that, that first trip, so um, you know I don't think we have any expectations for that trip, those games, those results, but um, getting everybody fit, healthy, sharp, uh, much more of a focus, I think. What's the biggest lesson or failure you had difficult uh i don't know i i don't think anything has been groundbreaking or, or you know something that like you know really sticks out to me that made 2022 such a disappointment for us i mean obviously the results and the, and the way we finished and you know where we finished in the standings and outcome of the season are glaring but uh I don't know. You know, I think it's cliche, but, you know, taking each game and maybe, you know, putting more focus into each game at hand uh, as opposed to maybe looking ahead throughout the schedule. I don't think we were guilty of that, but, um, you know, I think at times during a long season that can happen. You can, um, you know, look at stretches of away games and road trips and, and kind of see logistically how that'll work for, for the week, for the month. 
Um, but you know, this season will be different. We've got a you know a big tournament in the middle of the year, um, big break in the middle of the year. So uh, you know, each year is different as well. So I, I think every single season when it starts is a, is a new challenge and um, you know brings plenty of, of new challenges. Like I said, so it'll be it'll be completely different. Yeah, I mean, similar to the last question, I just I feel like the margins are so small in this league, and uh, you know I think you can look at very obvious things, you know, goals conceded or goals scored, and say we need less or more of those, or um, our away form. I think maybe we have one win on the road, and and I think things like that are. Of course, you know, if we can improve those, we're going to be in a better position. But, um, like I said, I, I think, you know, the, the level of the league as a whole, um, the parity of the league in general is is so much improved and so high, it's it's difficult. And it's a long season. Um, and uh, to feel, you know, game in and game out, how small those margins are is difficult. You know, I think... Obviously, the, the points in game one versus game 34 are the exact same, but, you know, there's a completely different feel as that last week, last 10 games comes around. So <clears throat> maybe that's back to the last question is, you know, treating those first 10 like the last 10, first five like the last five, and, um, you know, scraping for every point like it kind of felt like we were at the end and, and just trying to get into the playoffs. So because um, as we've seen, I mean, you get in one, seven seed, whatever, you know, anything can happen, and, um, you know, I like our chances. How much do those, you know, members of having all that be drive you to want that again and not give you and have much? Uh, I mean, that's easily, I think, my biggest disappointment. I would say probably a lot of guys since I've been here and, and, and for us as a whole and for this group since Robin's been here is that 2021 home playoff loss, uh, especially the way the game went, the way we felt. I think we said afterwards, like, one of the games we felt most in control of throughout the entire 90 minutes, especially the first half, uh, um, and then obviously, you know, with the turnout, with the atmosphere and, and just how that game day felt compared to, you know, the other 17 that year, it was amazing. And I haven't seen the stadium like that. It was incredible. Uh, and again, I think because of that, it was such a letdown and, um, yeah, we, we felt that for a while. I mean, I think we will until we win a playoff game for sure. Um, you know, I guess just kind of, you know, one thing we have always been brought on is your first facility, you know, with your head on the ground and your head here. Um, and I guess kind of laid out any specific roles for your athletes or anything like that? Um, you know, I, f- I feel like since Robin's been here, my, my role has changed. I feel like it's kind of a, a revolving door, uh, you know, center back right center back central left left back right back um and i and i want to say that i'm happy and and willing to do whatever's best for us and what can help us in the best way possible um and i think because of that it's difficult to kind of focus on certain things to really improve on year in year out or um you know really hone in on and, and make a focus for the year but um i would just continue to say you know whatever position or spot on the field i put into to be better than I was last year, or to continue to improve in some of those center back roles that I'm not as familiar with, uh, specifically the defensive parts. I think the attacking parts of the game and the, and the stuff with the ball has always come pretty naturally to me. But um, you know, the nuances of defending as as you get more and more central, 
um, changed completely, and you know, I still feel like I'm learning that. Has the head coach given any, you know, words of encouragement since the end of last season as you're moving into this preseason? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we've heard Robin say a couple times now that, you know, we're not going to have a season like that again. And I think not not just specifically how it went or, or certain, again, statistics and, and results that we've touched on, but more so just um, letting ourselves down. And I think... Um, we have high expectations. We know the potential of the group inside the locker room and don't really care what is what is said outside of that. And, um, you know, I think we, we know that we're more than capable of being a playoff team and being a, a home playoff team. And, um, you know, I think 2022 in itself is enough motivation for him to not really need to say anything. So a lot of new players, a lot of young players coming in. You've been here for a few years now, had the veteran experience. Uh, how do you see your role as a, as a leader for these younger players and the players coming in? I've always been a lead by example um, type of leader. You know, even you know, being a captain in college, I felt you know I wasn't always the most vocal. You know, at times when it's needed, I, I like to think I can do that. But um, you know, the way I train, the way I prepare, the way I go about game day, the way. You know, I try to be available all the time. I try to play different positions, whatever, again, is asked of me or helps the team in the best way. Um, you know, I feel that that is energizing for guys to see and in the same way it is for myself and seeing, you know, Jack Price, our captain, or, or any of the guys on the field making a play or going out of their way to, um, you know, hustle a little more is, is energizing. It's motivating. It makes you want to do the same. And, um, and I feel that I play in a way that, hopefully highlights that and, and my willingness to help the team and uh, do whatever it takes. And, um, you know, I hope that that is a leadership style in itself. And I hope that other guys do that. the World Cup, did you watch any takeaway thoughts? Yeah, uh, quite a bit of it, um, pretty much throughout the entire the entire tournament. Um, I loved I loved the way the, the tournament unfolded. Um, definitely would say I'm a Messi fan versus Cristiano, so... Um, Really cool to see him add to his legacy and, and just what he's accomplished in his career. And um, and really just those final four, I mean, six, whatever it was, games, or incredible six, seven games, the quarterfinals, semifinals, finals were... And I actually said when, when we were watching, it's not encouraging, but to see how many last-minute goals are conceded or, like, or uh, game-changing moments in the final, like... I, I think when you're a part of a team, you always feel like that kind of thing happens to you uh, because it's it's right in front of you. It's all you can focus on. It's all you feel. And watching the game at the highest level and teams still outside looking in, it's like, how can it be that difficult to heighten your level of focus, heighten everything you can do not to concede a goal? And because of that, there's so many emotions and, and different reactions and the way that you inevitably or, or subconsciously change the way that you play. You know, for instance, instead of thinking pass first, it's just kick it as far as we can, sit in, bunker in. And because of that, the other team has so much space and different things happen completely versus the other 80 minutes. Um, like I said, it wasn't encouraging to see, but it's it's fascinating to, to watch those parts of the game and how many of those final games come down to those moments. And um, yeah, I mean, even as a player myself, it's... It's really hard to wrap your head around, and 
and to see it, you know, from a different perspective, but also feel it, it's, it's maddening. I mean, it's, it's, it is really frustrating to be a part of, and obviously even watch for the teams I can see. Uh, I feel like most of the world's seen it now, so probably not, but, um, yeah, I mean, that was amazing. I mean, something like that, uh, you know, the players being committed to what I assume the manager or even just the players in that moment were like, let's try this. Absolutely no one's expecting it. I think for all of them to be on the same page, for certain guys to stay in certain positions, to draw people in the right spots, amazing. I mean, it was really cool to see. Uh, you know, in St. Louis City, they're uh, entering the league and another new expansion team entering the conference soon. Um, you know, how Uh, <clears throat> I think it's exciting. I mean, I think it's good for the sport. It's good for the popularity of the sport. It's good, obviously, for more and more cities, more and more people to be involved. I think at the end of the day, that's what everyone wants is how many people can we turn to the sport, can we introduce to the sport, whether it's watching, playing, in any facet of the game. Uh, as long as there's probably you know not too many extra fixtures slash you know, games thrown in and, and more midweek games, more travel, um, you know, that becomes way more difficult. But um, I, I've got nothing bad to say about it. I think it's really cool. I think parts of the game that are still similar to other American sports, um, you know, the playoff system, you know, almost getting to 30 teams like NFL, you know, NBA, all these different sports. Um, I, I still think that's cool. I still think there's ways to, you know, be different from uh, soccer around the world that, you know, make it special. Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, with a few months now, kind of removed from the season, focusing on the new season, is there anything, you know, sort of the highlight you take from last season, any moments or the game or anything like that, you guys can take into the season versus kind of focusing on the Um, I think, you know, we were in a pretty difficult spot with. I'm not going to be able to tell you the exact time, but with a certain amount of games left and things at times looked a little bit bleak and we needed to get X amount of points from X amount of games. And we, I think we fell short of that, and obviously we fell short of making the playoffs, but I still think our approach to that, knowing for a lot of those games that it was going to take you know, kind of a perfect storm to still show up, to still do the job, to still, even at Austin last game of the year, more or less completely out of it, to grind and get a point couple missed calls, but I mean, I, I think it just, again, emphasizes what Robin always talks about, the character, the leadership, the our ability to just grind out and, and put our head down to the hard work. I think it's uh, it's just good. It's fun to be a part of. Awesome. How you feeling about these cups? I'm excited. Uh, you know, it's new to us, just like it's new to you guys. Um, again, I mentioned some extra fixtures uh, before that with all these new teams coming in, but um you know, that uh, American-Mexican rivalry is, you know, goes back years. And to be a part of that now in a, in a league setting is going to be really cool. Um, but I think, you know, I think everyone, uh, team, league included, is, is excited about the opportunity. And, um, yeah, it would be nice to challenge ourselves in that way. Hello, Kevin. Hello. 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 Hello
First, I was surprised, like because I didn't knew this rules. But now, um, how you say, it? like it's been a, a while, so now I'm happy and excited to to be with Colorado. Um, you know, yeah, what have you made of, of the group so far? Um, and, you know, do you view this opportunity as a fresh start, or, yeah, uh, are you viewing this as next chapter? Yeah, I, I take this opportunity like a first stop, and I will try to do my best to help the team, and, yeah. What have you made of the team so far? The guys? What do you mean? Like, uh, I don't understand. What, what have you... Um, your so far. Yeah, oh, yeah. they are like a family group. They are all nice. Uh, not only the player, all the the um, the Colorado. Like every people I meet, they are really really nice, and I'm happy. How are you feeling about? Yeah, so uh, I don't have choice. I have to deal with. When I came, like for uh, away game against Colorado, it was hard, but I think I'm gonna be used to, and it's gonna be good for me. What's the biggest lesson you take from last year with the Galaxy is going to make you better? The biggest what? Uh, lesson. Uh, oh, listen. Like, you have to play always, like, your maximum to, to try to help the team and even something during a game. Don't, they are not good. Like, you have to be focused and keep going and keep trying. And, like, the chances gonna come and hopefully it's gonna be good for me in Colorado. How was your off season? Did you just go home? Did you go back to France? Did you have any impressions from the World Cup that you had just been watching? Yeah, I go back to France. I do my preparation over there, to Paris. And the World Cup, like, I think everyone was amazing for me. And we didn't win, but we did a good, uh, I don't know how you say it, like a good way to the final. And every French people are really, Happy about the team. Are you disappointed with how your time with LA Galaxy ended? No, not disappointed. Yeah, a little bit, but you know, it's uh, the life. It, nobody, no, nothing can be perfect all the time. And like, like I said, hopefully with Colorado, it's gonna be only good things. You know, you've been in Major League Soccer for two seasons. Um, just what have you made of the Western Conference as a whole? And knowing you're staying in conference, you know, you're playing many exciting teams this year. Like, I think the level is, yeah, I think the level is really, it's a really good level. 
first I was so surprised, kind of surprised when I play my first game. But then now it's been two years. I think now I'm I'm more ready for the level and for the games. What are your personal goals and expectations? I'm gonna try to to play as my best I can to help to try to help the team to play really good and hopefully some goals and some assists. Uh, we see you play a few different places up top on the left center do you have a preference is there one that you better at? Yeah I I like play forward as a forward but with a like like a second forward not alone but I like play on the wing for side right. Are you looking forward to playing against Galaxy? It's not on my mind like I think I don't think only about this game. Like I think before about me to make my marks with the team, with my new team, with my new teammates. And the game gonna come if I think too much or if I don't think. Whatever the game I'm gonna play this game against Galaxy. So, yeah. Kevin, you know, have you had a chance to speak to Robin yet? Uh, the manager? Yeah, I speak to with him. Yeah. And uh I'm really excited to to play like, for him. What kind of you made of uh, I don't know, like the style of play that you maybe seen from Colorado on the other coach radio? Yeah, they they play like more in contra attack, but they can steal the ball and play in possession. So I think for me it's really good. Yeah. Um, did you miss looking and watching the Rapid last season? Was there an attacking player that Saw that you were excited to play with now. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say uh, Jonathan Lewis. Uh, I think he's really good, like one and one. He has some speed, and yeah, I'm excited to play with him and all my teammates. Not only. Wolfie Harris is an assistant coach for the Rapids, primarily looking forward. Have you spoken to him? I didn't spoke really with him, but a little bit, like some minutes. Not like one and one, but uh, we have time to talk each other. Sorry about my English, it's not really good, but I just remember this. Yeah, um, what, what are your expectations for the coach of the year for your group? Um, knowing, you know, the team missed the playoffs last year, what do you think you can bring to this group and get the team back? I think they can go back to playoff because my first year when I came, they are at the top. And I think me and all my teammates are gonna try to, to make the playoff and try to play the, like the first uh, places of the championship. What did you think of the United States uh, reportedly trying to get season as the new manager? I think it's gonna be hard for them because I don't know, it's just gonna be hard. <laughs>